What's Gucci, my poochies? Um, welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. And if I look dead inside, it's because I kind of feel dead inside. Because <laughs> it's um, tax season, baby. Federal government didn't make this bitch cry today. That's a lie. Um, anyway, it's not the point. Um, apparently, Candace LeRae has been in labor for 20 hours, so I guess it could be worse. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so I look tired. Sounds like a fucking shit. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I look super tired with with these glasses on. My eyes just feel so heavy. I don't think you look tired. I think you look like a person. Really? Yeah. I think you just think you look tired because you always wear your glasses in the late night and in the early morning when you are tired. Mm. I think your brain's just like, nope, these are sleepy time glasses. Yeah, I ran out of contacts, so I had to wear my glasses today. Fun fact. Mark has to wear his glasses today, whereas I just choose to be blind for the entire podcast. Yeah, you do. I don't know why you do that. I shit. Because the glare goes off my glasses. It's interesting because I don't see any glare on mine. Oh, well, there's there's a little a little glare right there. Oh well, yeah, wait, let's see. There's a li- a little one. Yeah, like across here. Okay. Hmm. Makes me crazy. Um. So anyway. I don't like. Then I focus on it. And now we'd be two people with glasses. Like, we can't have that. AW One of us Dynamite. has to be cool. AW Dynamite. I really wish Google Sheets had a dark mode. Because. <laughs> Look at this on my face. <laughs> it's bright as shit. Right, I think Google. in on, on, like, the app it does. Like, on the phone app. Not that that would help you, but I think yeah. on the phone app it does. So, and plus what matters is Google Docs. Um, so, anyway. AEW Dynamite. That was, uh, what? You said Google Sheets originally. Yeah. You said that doesn't matter. What matters is Google Docs. Yeah. Because Google Sheets is what I originally opened, and then I had to go to Google, Google Docs for my notes. Ah, you say that like I saw any of that happen. I did, I didn't assume you would. God, it really does look like the fucking like sun is coming in on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like it's daytime. <sighs> We're in two completely different time zones. <laughs> um, but anyway, so dynamite. We had uh, we had uh, some Wait. great some great promos. We had uh some uh, qualifying uh, a qualifying match for the um face the revolution ladder match we had danielson versus moriarty which was a banger um wardlow versus max caster uh we had um adam cole cement himself as the next challenger for hangman um, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Santana and Ortiz, and then a great DQ match. No DQ match. 
between Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa. Imagine like a DQ match. Like you had to win via DQ. Whoever could get the DQ fastest wins. Has to be like the most creative DQ. Yeah. Also, I think I like bit my lip or something because it really hurts. Oh. Um, but then we had a, a House of Black video package that teased a third member. And uh, after further analysis, aka me watching the clip on my laptop and bumping the brightness all the way up, they did a really good job hiding the quality of the background. As the person walks in the background, but you can still see they've got a full beard. They got like, not like a long beard, but it's like covering their whole face and it's orange. And we got word today from Sean Ross Sapp. Buddy Matthews could be on his way to Dynamite. And it's very likely that Buddy Matthews is joining the House of Black, which would be sick. That would be maximum hot boy hours, in my opinion. Especially since that would be great for Buddy Matthews, because he's not too great on the mic. He's very quiet and reserved, but in the ring, he is incredible. He got better... Towards the end of his time at WWE, in my opinion. I don't remember any of his late WWE promos at all. I don't remember what his voice sounds like. I do vaguely, but mostly because I have vivid memories of him getting slapped by Seth. Right. Um, And then finally we had uh, Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT championship in a in a match where both guys don't care about their bodies. Yeah, I got to be honest. That was fun. Nah. That was pretty fun. Eh. Good spots. Eh. I feel like I expect something. I mean, I god fucking I hate both of them, but I expect something out of both of them and I think unfortunately because i expected a certain degree of like oh my god i think the fact that you hate them both makes you biased towards how you like the match no because i mean i've watched like when we watched sammy versus cody there were plenty of spots where i was like holy fuck there wasn't a ton of that this time i'm just very eh. i did like uh how sammy was selling his leg being injured the whole match that was really good and that spot in the apron too was oh my god i think that was like the one time that i was like oh mm. the the finish oh, was a bit course. lame with andrade having to come in and smack darby yeah yeah i uh i don't know wasn't wild about it all right so you want to you want to jump into the news First, I want to show off, because I haven't worn this one yet. Zack Sabre shirt number, I don't know, four, maybe? It's actually one of my favorite ones. Look at that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You want to you wanna, you wanna plug his shop, too, while you're at it? Well, it's on for wrestling tees if you ever want to fucking make that risky jump. Damn, now right. we know Liz supports pro wrestling tees. <laughs> I 
Not my fault that they've got a fucking stranglehold. Yeah. Could always go to Tokan shop. But they don't have the same shirts. Hmm. If they did, then yeah. They got some cool bomber jackets for, like, Bullet Club. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Alright, um... Sign. Let's start with some... <laughs> Not letting you forget this time. God. As if I needed another thing to go wrong. Alright. Uh, before you get into news, actually, let me just shout out. Uh, tomorrow we'll be doing, during our Impact post-show, we'll be doing our uh, predictions for this Saturday's No Surrender Impacts no surrender. Um, we'll be covering that, not elimination chamber, um, and that that's because of our wonderful Twitter followers and you wonderful people who voted on Twitter uh, for us to cover no surrender over elimination chamber and uh, New Japan's uh, rivals. So look forward to that on Saturday, and like I already said, uh, predictions will be going up during the Impact Post Show tomorrow. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, Alright, I guess let's start with some WWE news. Or tangentially at WWE news, because some of it is WWE news, some of it isn't, but it is, but it isn't. Actually, I think most of it is tangentially. Um, first... Former WWE referee Mickey J. Henson passed away at the age of 59 um, after contracting COVID. So, oh. very sad. Um, it was confirmed by a close friend of his um, on Facebook. So, very sad. Not good. Uh, best wishes to his family. Yeah. Um, as far as some directly WWE news, uh, we saw that there's a new announcer, interviewer, I don't know. Uh, um, ring announcer, I think. Okay. Um, for NXT, which is, uh, who, who used to be, formerly uh, Quinn as. McKay, and it's now, yeah, formerly known as, um, and is now Kelly Kincaid. Which is a nice name. Yeah, good for good for Quinn McKay. Yeah, moving up. <sighs> um, I hope that she'll still get to. I know that she was wrestling too, so like, I hope that she still gets to do that. Yeah, but... I guess it depends on what she wants to do. Maybe she wanted to lean more towards uh, ring announcing. That is true. Um, let's see. Also, sort of WWE news, uh, John Cena is going to be starring in a new film, um, which is going to be uh, a, a live-action CG animated hybrid f fucking movie called Coyote vs. Acme. It's a Looney Tunes movie. Ah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, look, the last time we got a hybrid 
uh, live-action animated Looney Tunes movie was back in action, and that was amazing. And with John Cena this time, it can only get better. Did you see the... Speaking of hybrid live-action animation, did you see... Because there's a, there's a Chip and Dale movie coming out soon that's hybrid live-action and animation. It looks so weird, but so good. It's even got fucking uh, Roger Rabbit in it. It's not even like a Disney character, I don't think. Or at least like a like a classic Disney character. Are Looney Tunes Disney? Oh, are Chip and Dale Disney? Yeah, yeah. I guess they are. Yeah, Chip and Dale's Disney. It's it's so bizarre. But I'm hoping like it's like weird good. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> Did Roger Rabbit walk through the forbidden door? <laughs> um uh okay so i'm saving the obvious for last we have the hardy boys facing off against uh some former wwe folks um Northeast Wrestling's special Sunday Spectacular on March 27th, 2022 in Danbury, Connecticut is going to play host to Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy versus none other than Enzo and Big Cass. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Just after, I think it's a couple weeks after they're wrestling Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Um, That's the next piece of news, which is Fun fact, we could go see this. Um, and we could visit my family at the same fucking time. They're supposed to be fighting the weekend prior to that, or not the weekend prior to that, the weekend prior to the weekend prior to that. Or, yeah, 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 that's, that's math. Um, they're going to be facing Matt Cardona and Brian Myers in Albany, New York for big time wrestling. Can't wait for the Hardy Boys reunion. Will I be seeing if I'm busy on March 13th? Yes. Will I go see it if I'm not busy? Yes. Remember that indie show where Matt, Matt Hardy came out and he te and like Jeff Hardy's music started playing, but Mark Quinn came out. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> that was so good. Yes. <laughs> Um, I got a, I got a little piece of WWE news, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, a former WWE referee also made his debut on AEW Dark, and also technically made his debut today at AEW um, Dynamite because he was there during the uh, was it during Jamie Hader and Britt and Rebel beating up Mercedes? It may have been that. The point in time where every referee came out, um, Stephen Smith or Stefan, I'm not really sure how that's pronounced, and if it's Stephen, it's wrong, because um, it's S-T-E-P-H-O-N. Um, Stephen Smith uh, was the referee for the match between Anthony Bones and Fuego Del Sol. Um, he was apparently one of the few referees that were let go in, I think, August um, due to Budget cuts. Um. Okay. 
I think it's time we talk about Hit Rose Reunion. Wow. Uh, Hit Row are going to be reuniting on March 19th. Um, or not on... Yeah, I think on March 19th. Um, they're kicking off the MCW Pro Wrestling Spring Fever Tour um, in Parkville, Maryland um, with the members of Hit Row. Um, which I think is going to be a really awesome thing for them yeah um and that's that's that might mean good news for AEW since darby teased swerve coming to AEW at uh defy's recent show so uh maybe that'll mean a hit row reunion at the very at the very least swerve coming to AEW. but hopefully the whole gang comes together for uh for hit row um yeah. I'm excited to see that. Um last piece of news before we get into the obvious piece of news. It's just that Jake Atlas gave an update about his torn ACL, which is definitely a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Um apparently he's in good spirits, he got surgery, uh, and now he's just recovering. So I guess we have to wait. Yeah. He's in rehab. Wait, 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 wait. He said he did some prehab. So now it's on to the rehab. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see him again soon. I know that we won't, but hopefully we will. Um, can I can I do my news next since I don't want this to be the last piece of news? Yeah, no, I figured. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Rick Flair spoke up again after oh, his uh most recent divorce. Um he's he's upset with the WWE. He said um, regarding nobody from WWE reaching out in regards to his divorce. He said not one person from WWE called. The one per uh, the the most insensitive company in the world. People that I've given my life to, and they've given me a lot there, a lot of theirs. None. So you see how it goes when you're not there. They don't care. Wow, Rick is, uh... Rick what? You know what, he's at this age where it doesn't matter how many bridges you burn. And I feel like... Like, he's got so much baggage that he could just retire, burn all the bridges he wants. (laughs) And just... Coast. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... That's fair. Uh... I don't I don't get any of what he's saying there. I'm glad it wasn't our last piece of news. Yeah. Um best of wishes to Ric Flair. No. Yeah, no. Hope he figures his shit out. Or right, the obvious piece of news is Cody Rhodes. Definitely Cody Rhodes. Of course, it's Cody Rhodes. Why wouldn't it be Cody Rhodes? Um, Cody Rhodes is heading to W. Oh wow, nothing came out right there. Cody Rhodes is heading to WWE. Um, Brandy is not joining him. This puts in jeopardy. Um, Rhodes to the top. Sort of puts in jeopardy. Go Big Show. Um, 
as in so far as where Cody's participating. Um, his potential start date is um, apparently the raw after mania. Mm-hmm. People said that there is still a chance that he could just say fuck you guys and go back to AW. Uh, there is a chance. Right, there's always a chance. Um, however, however, um, he could be filming segments as soon as this weekend for the, the, for the WWE. Right. Um, apparently, also, what led to this is he and Tony Khan fell out um, pretty badly uh, in a dispute over some financial, I guess? Yeah, uh, Wade Keller talked about uh, the a lot of the details surrounding Cody leaving, and a lot of it has to do with uh, he lost his booking power um he stopped being so high in the card he he you know he became a mid carder having these uh feuds that are basically meaningless and um he wanted more money to make up for that but with all this new roster coming in Co- uh Tony Khan couldn't give him the money he wanted so he's looking to go to WWE now to at the very least if he's not going to have booking power to get he wants the money he wants to get the money that he wants so uh very much uh because i i there were comparisons drawn uh to dusty Rhodes, his father who basically did the same thing hmm okay if you told me like Two weeks ago, that Cody would leave WWE or leave AEW and potentially WWE, I would have said you're fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, especially with but all I guess the, that's the world we live in. especially with all these Triple H like jabs. But he's also opened up about how much he loves Triple H. Like, like he's a huge mark for him. Um, and and he's just a. He, he sees Triple H as an idol. And you know what? If if he does kind of go back to WWE, I could see him taking like a, a um taking a role of Triple H of like having that spot on the card and eventually become a booker, um putting himself on the card, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, listen, I, I, I don't think that he'd be a poor addition. I just, you know, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe he'll change WWE a major way and it'll be really awesome. And we're going to regret not doing WWE shows. Right. And and another, I'm looking at the interview right now, or not the interview, but Wade Keller's uh, uh, article. He said, when, like a, like a year ago, a year or two ago, Cody um, 
had a lot of leeway. Like he was one of the bigger names on the card. When Moxley came in, it was like, all right, you could still put Cody at the top of the card, but now you've got CM Punk, Brian Danielson, now Keith Lee, who take priority in the main event than Cody. And and he can't really compete with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't really fault Cody because, you know, he's just looking after himself, which is what you got to do. Yeah, listen. Um, I I think it's I don't know. I don't know. I I hate the guy, but like god, I'm interested in what the fuck he's doing. Mhm. And for the past two years, AEW's been in good hands with Tony Khan, uh, who very much listens to the wrestlers and and isn't kind of like a monarchy over everything. So it's not like he's burning AEW to the ground by going to WWE. He'll be the first person to defect. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, yeah. First major person, yeah. Well, I guess besides like, like people on dark, like Fallon Henley. Well, she was never. She was never all elite. Oh right, right, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if there will be any more, unless it's like Brian Cage or Wardlow, or Brian Danielson, even. It's Brian Danielson. That won't be anytime soon, and we definitely will this conversation when it happens. Yeah. All right. You want to jump All into right, the well, episode? Yeah, and I apologize in a bit. I took horrible notes for the Danielson Moriarty match. Oh uh, well. Wish I had it. So we started off with CM Punk in the ring, sitting cross-legged in the middle of the canvas. Uh, and he has a little little gift in front of him. Uh, he says, if you don't know by now, you should. My name is CM Punk, and what I am is straight edge. And that means I'm better than you. Does that sound familiar? Those words I spoke for the first time over 20 years ago. And I can sit here and feel pride that that foundation grew into a great career. And then there's MJF. He tries to walk like me, talk like me. He can never think like me. But when he beat me in my hometown twice, you would think I would be furious, but to tell you the truth, I'm proud of you. Where you stray from the path is you fail to retain the lessons you were taught. He's just shitty little Max from shitty little Long Island. The foundation of Max's career is a, is a ring he uses to beat opponent after opponent. A ring he won with help from other people. I now get to pick the time, place, date, and match for my rematch against Little Max. The time? Probably right after sundown. The place? Orlando, Florida. The date? March 6th. Revolution. Which leaves us the match. I thought the situation I'm in, maybe you put me in a cage. I've seen Wardlow, I'm sure he can climb a cage. 
uh, Max can still run and climb out of the cage. So I go back into the vault and think of matches I've had with Legends. Losing got me thinking, what are the toughest matches I've lost? Losing a match is when you learn. We need Max to learn some lessons. I keep thinking, Piper in Portland, Piper in Portland. You want to be tethered to Piper so bad, you'll have to be tethered to me. MJF, will you be my valentine? He opens up the gift and takes out dog collars. I know Max is backstage right now, pissing his pants. Nobody wants to be in a dog collar match. That's the lesson you need to be taught. MJF then comes out. Punk says, take it all in, Max. And he pulls out a picture of young MJF and Punk. says, I'm sure you remember it well. Probably the greatest day of your life, and to me it was a Friday. Revolution is going to be the worst day of your life. The canvas isn't going to be stained with your shitty spray tan. It's going to be stained with your blood. And then MJF leaves. And I still think Max is going to win. Do you? Because what, what is the dog collar match? How does that stop him from using the ring? The ring has been getting him the wins. The only thing that could thwart that is if Wardlow doesn't give it to him. And I don't know why he wouldn't. I don't know. I'm trying yeah. I'm trying to think like at the ladder match at the at the uh face of the revolution match, what could happen there? that causes him to not give him the ring unless it's just a snap of the whim just doesn't want to give it to him i don't know i don't um, either um but i feel like it's going to happen there i i just get a vibe yeah yeah all right so then we get a video package for Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Lee Moriarty. Uh, then we get an interview with Jurassic Express, and uh, Tony Schiavone brings up that there will be uh, the the match at Revolution for the tag titles will be a three way. It'll be a battle royal next week to determine one contender, and then um, I think the week after is. Uh, um oh no there's the casino royale at revolution right which determines the second contenders right am i getting them right they have to have a the the uh, yeah thing yeah on twitter right yeah let me see um if if it is a casino royale at revolution i know who's winning that do you oh 100 i i 100% um if it's a casino royale then the hardy boys are coming out they're winning that casino royale uh, and they're going to that three way will they win the three way i don't know Oh, come on, Twitter. Thank you. Um, 
God, they, they tweet a lot for these episodes. Um, man, did they not tweet? Yeah, they didn't tweet it. Okay, um, let's see. Maybe if I just Google AW Tag Team Championship. Will any kind of news headline come up? Three-way match set for Revolution. So next week will be a Tag Team Battle Royal, and then March 2nd, a Casino Battle Royal. So not at Revolution, but a Casino Royale. March 2nd. I still think that could be the Hardy Boys. I think it could be. I mean, they're obviously trying to show that they're getting back together. Yeah, Matt Hardy's got And what better way to generate buzz? What better way to generate buzz for their those matches? Yeah. And with a big Yeah. Plus, who 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 could even possibly win that that battle royal? That would be anything spectacular. We don't even know who's in it, but maybe like Alistair or Malachi and Brody King. It seems like. I mean, they do have a good shot at winning. Yeah, it'll probably be the acclaim though. They're the number one ranked right now. But I still think the Hardy Boys are are winning the Casino Royale. I'd like to see it. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see it. Um. So Jungle Boy says, "I love a good three-way tag team match." Um. And then Christian, who's still hanging around these fucking weirdos, because making him a weirdo. Uh, he said, after Revolution, one thing will remain the same. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy as tag team champions. I want to stop hearing from Christian. I'm tired of him. He's got to fucking stop hanging out with those those weirdos. And do his own thing. Yeah. And Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, they have got to stop taking themselves so seriously. They're Tarzan and a man dressed as a dinosaur. They gotta be goofier. Yeah, and like the fact that like Luchasaurus still like doesn't speak any discernible language is like he does sometimes. Does he? Very rarely, but yeah. Fair enough. Um. So then we get Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. Fantastic match. Fantastic. It was a fantastic match, and that's why I'm upset that I really didn't get to watch a ton of it, uh, mostly because I was going through it. With your with your taxes. Um, See that IRS? Liz I does her taxes. Uh, yeah, IRS, and I feel nothing but genuine love and compassion towards your establishment. Anyways, before I say something horrible, um, one thing I really liked, because I took notes on things I really liked, um, and the one thing that really caught my attention going into this match was the bow and archer submission that Danielson got on Moriarty. Um, 
which I always I I like the bow and archer submission. I think that's like a cool one. Um, just because it like requires a lot of like teamwork mm-hmm. um, and balance. Uh, and when it like looks good, it looks good. And Brian Danielson's pretty good at it. Um, and right, this weird fucking. I don't know what he had like the knees like locked uh, right into a, a dragon sleeper. So like Moriarty's on his knees being pulled backwards in the dragon sleeper, which was just fucking my fucking tops of my thighs. got a fucking stretch watching that shit. Yeah. Um, but Moriarty got out of it, transitioned into what was supposed to sort of be uh, the Border City stretch, which was, uh, as Excalibur noted, a um, uh, bit of a call to Moriarty's uh, mentor, if you will, uh, Alex Shelley. Um, Danielson goes for the Labella. Quite get it. Um, Moriarty ends up hitting a rolling out with you, Danielson. Um, we get a belly to belly suit. Fucking Danielson pulls Moriarty into a, a triangle hold right into like a sleeper with his legs wrapped around Moriarty's neck. Um, and, and Danielson wins handily. Um, this match was, in my opinion, not super long, but it was a good, well paced. Yeah, absolutely. Especially um, well paced compared to the rest of the matches on the card tonight. There, a lot of them felt very fast. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. So then we had uh, Brian Danielson gets on the mic, and he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, I came out here to teach Lee Moriarty a thing or two about violence, and I want to know: Did he pass, or did he fail? That's why I don't trust the American public with anything." That said, that's not the reason I'm on the mic. I asked Moxley to team up with me to create a whole new AEW to teach young wrestlers about violence, and I want an answer. Moxley then comes out. He says, a little over a decade ago, I was a lot like Lee Moriarty and a lot of the other kids in the locker room. I had nothing to lose. I took a shot at taking down the American Dragon Brian Danielson. We're at a little indie show. You were late because of the weather. Until finally, I went out to the ring, and you pulled up already in your wrestling gear. I stood face to face with the guy they called the best wrestler in the world. I gave everything I had that night, but I came up short. Getting taste of the best uh, just made me want it more. Every time I came up short, uh, I've never beaten Brian Danielson. Everyone was intimidated when you came to AEW, but I was excited. I would get a chance to slay the one dragon I never got a chance to slay. Brian Danielson doesn't want to fight me. He wants to join forces with me. I listened to everything you said. I'm not going to lie, I got to thinking. How awesome it could be. Uh, All the arms we could snap. A dynasty of pure wrestling violence. Then I got to thinking. The young guys we could take along with us. The legacy we could have. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't think of one reason to say no. Then I got to wondering, is the only reason Brian Danielson wants to side bu- stand side by side with me because he doesn't want to stand across the ring from John Moxley? Because he knows I would do to him what I did to everyone else 
that they put in front of me for the past three years. In that case, I've already beaten Brian Danielson. Does he want to be my partner because of what he could create or because he doesn't want to get destroyed? I'll leave it up to you, Brian. I'm not saying yes, but I'm not saying no. I'm not that kid from a decade ago. I don't stand side by side with nobody till I bleed with them first. And then he leaves. And then we get a Keith Lee video package. And then Wardlow versus Max Caster, face of the revolution qualifying match. Yeah, and you know what? Kudos to them. They made this a match. Yeah. And by kudos to them, I mean Wardlow. Yeah, it was, uh, it was not a beat down. I think it's because uh, Max used uh, chains in the beginning. Yeah. Um, we end up with a boot to Wardlow, but Wardlow just starts suplexing. Uh, he the power bomb. He goes for the symphony of power bombs or power bomb symphony, whatever they call it. Um, but Max Caster, while up on those shoulders, gets a chain and hits Wardlow over the head, and then he gets down and he goes to power bomb Wardlow, which obviously doesn't work. Yeah. Wardlow hits Caster with a back body drop. Caster gets sent into bones. Power bombs. Wardlow wins. Wardlow doesn't even seem that upset when uh when, when Sean goes in for the extra little. Something. He he did seem a little mad because uh he didn't come in sooner to get Bowens off his back. That's fair. But I would have been. I understand that piss offness. I, I hope this team sticks together, though. If they if they separate Wardlow from the pinnacle, I want them to keep Spears with him. They are a great team, and and I think they Wardlow are. might need someone to talk for him. Um. Also, should mention um. Uh, for and they changed Lee Moriarty's walkout today to his Who We Are track from that um, uh, Black History Month album they put out. Was that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. Er, very cool. Very, very cool. Very interesting way to um, promote that uh, album. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot the word. Mixed. Album, yeah. Um, all right. So then we had an interview with Mercedes Martinez. She said no DQ, no excuses, and no losing. Uh oh no. No DQ, no excuses. Then Britt says and no losing. Then it's undeniable. Britt Baker, DMD, is officially the most powerful in pro wrestling with the best squad and the best sensei. And then John Kreese walks in, character from Cobra Kai. We've never watched Cobra Kai, so we had no idea who that was. Um, and uh, Mercedes walks off and Britt says what if she loses and then Chris says finish her no mercy uh, and then Hangman Page comes out for a little interview with Tony Schiavone Tony Schiavone he's about to start and say I'm surprised but then Adam Cole comes out 
And Cole says, Paige, you've been through some battles, man. The war you had with Kenny to win that very championship. Speaking of war, that deathmatch last week was one of the baddest I've seen. And you've retained that title. You have earned the right to call yourself AEW champion. I've been a world champion wherever I've gone. It's a shame that reign has to come to an end pretty soon. Paige says, I often wondered how it must feel as your friends build a wrestling empire without you. I wonder if it feels weird being in the ring with your Bullet Club buddy and AEW world champion knowing it's the only title you'll ever hold. They've been mentioning Bullet Club a lot lately. Paige, mm -hmm. the Bucks, Cole, yeah. Jay White. Wonder what they're planning. Um, Cole says, all right, let's talk about friendship and the Young Bucks. I haven't heard them say your name in weeks now. Or the Dark Order. You haven't been associated with them for months. What kind of friend are you? And then the crowd started chanting asshole to Paige. Crowd's turning on Paige a little bit. It's hard to be a face. It's hard to be a face, yeah. And then uh, Paige says, I'm not perfect. I don't... I don't know you have the best record with friendship. I have some regrets and made some mistakes. The more you talk, the more I think getting in the ring with me tonight might be one of your biggest. Uh, Cole says, you become an unbelievable wrestler and world champion, but I'm here in AEW now. Now that I'm here, you've always been known as the other Adam. Uh, Hangman puts down the bell and starts like kind of charging at Cole. Cole says, I have nothing but love and respect for you. If I could share the ring with anybody, it would be you. Someday we are going to fight for that title, and it'll be man to man. And when that day does come, may the best man win. Uh, Cole walks out, and Red Dragon sneaks up on Hangman, beats him up. Cole gets back in the ring and attacks Hangman as well. Security comes out, and Dark Order right behind them to help separate Red Dragon from Cole. Or from Paige. Then Preston Vance starts laying out the security and points yeah, to Adam Cole. I have a feeling uh, we're going to get 10 versus Adam Cole like next week or on Rampage or something. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a really exciting feud, Cole and Paige. Winner gets to keep the name Adam. <laughs> uh, so then we get a video package for Sammy and Darby uh, and then we get Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Santana and Ortiz this was a hell of a match yeah it was it was fine um, so we get a clothesline to Jericho from Santana and then an elbow um, Tana drop kicks Jericho in the back. It's an assisted moonsault um, onto Jericho from uh, off of the back of Ortiz. Um, while Ortiz is in, he gets hit with a fisherman suplex or hits, sorry, Jericho with a fisherman suplex. We get Hager in. Uh, he hits a belly to belly Ortiz and then a Hager bomb onto Ortiz. And then Jericho, like, I think we went to picture him and I think we came back, but Jericho like, starts slapping the ponytail of Ortiz. And, like, I know it was supposed to be, like, it was supposed to look like slap to the head, I think, but, like, you could very clearly tell he was just swooshing Ortiz's ponytail. Um, which Ortiz then just clotheslines the shit out of Jericho, so it was, like, kind of fair. Um, 
Santana and Hager get him. There's stunner to Santana from uh, an intruding Jericho, who is not legal, and a slam by Hager to Santana. Uh, from uh, the now legal Jericho. Ortiz then stops the fucking. I think it's got French. I don't fucking remember the name of the goddamn move. What move? Um, the one where Jericho jumps off the ropes. Oh, I forget the name of it too. Um. Uh. God, why can't I remember? God. There's Code Breaker, there's Lion Tamer, there's Walls of Jericho, there's Lion, Lion Salt. It doesn't have a French name. Lion Salt. I think that's what it is. I think that's what that is. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um. I don't know. Uh, anyways, doesn't really matter. It's Chris Jericho. Uh, but he wants that. Uh, onto Santana, but Santana, um, Ortiz stops him by punching him in the face. Santana takes him off the with kind of a ride Russian leg sweep. Uh, then Ortiz cannonballs onto Hager. Uh, we get a street sweeper, which is just a super blockbuster or like an electric chair into a blockbuster, um, team move from Santana and Ortiz. But Jericho kicks out. Um, then Santana cannibals onto Jericho, but Jericho grabs him, puts him into the line tamer. Uh, Santana manages to grab the rope. Um, and this is at the behest of Eddie Kingston, who's also ringside, which we did not mention in the beginning of this. Um, sorry. Uh, then Eddie gets up on the rope, uh, not on the ropes, on the apron to yell at Santana and Ortiz, sort of like not like to, like to encourage them. Um, Jericho takes him out. He goes for the Judas effect, but Santana ducks, gets hit by Ortiz instead, um, or Jericho gets hit by Ortiz instead, and then Santana hits the discus lariat to win, and then Jericho goes after Eddie, which. Ends in. I think that was when the refs came out. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, got a little bit of news. Mascara Dorada, formerly known as Grand Metalik, was announced to be debuting at uh, New Japan Strong Style Evolved, which is uh, March 20th. Oh. Yeah, so good for uh, him. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I remember when they were talking about um, uh, when they started talking about strong style evolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of excited about it. Um, also, I, I didn't mention this in the news, but Suzuki was for both Windy City Riot and my new favorite New Japan Strong um, fucking uh, show, Lone Star Shootout. <laughs> <laughs> happening in Dallas. I think it's the only reason it's fucking called that. But... Lone Star. I can't shit. complain. I think it's fucking funny. Yeah. Alright, so then uh, we had a promo with the Bucks and Red Dragon and Cole. 
they're kind of arguing amongst each other, and Cole says, let it go, guys. There are a huge couple of weeks for the Elite. Uh, I'll whoop Ten's ass. Jay White is going to destroy Trent. Then there's a battle royal where they crown two number one contenders. Oh, I, I forgot they, they announced themselves for this. Maybe uh, maybe Red Dragon wins the battle royal. Maybe pretty sweet. Um, this group is beautiful. We can't get stopped. We have to be on the same page. And then we get Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. No DQ. I didn't realize this was a no DQ match, honestly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I can just move my mouse into the right position. So Rosa starts by attacking Mercedes with a chair, and that was around the time that I realized it was an ODQ match. Um, Mercedes gets some elbows and a slap to Rosa, who runs with elbows and chops of her own. Uh, Rosa and Mercedes go outside and then into the stand, and then Rosa nearly eats shit. Um, she goes up into the crowd and goes to stand on, like, the... the or like the thing that like not fun, like the bear the thing that keeps you from falling off the stairs when you're walking up to your seat in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes to stand on that. Clearly, it's much wobblier than she expects it to be. Her legs are quivering. Luckily, she goes for just crossbody, so she can just kind of like fall forward more or less. Um, eventually, back towards the ring area, we get a fisherman buster into a table. Wasn't quite through the table. So I just bent the table. Yeah. And Excalibur was like, it broke the table. I was like, well, oh, it broke the table a little more. Um, Mercedes gets some chair shots off onto Thunder Rosa and then a hurricane rope off the rope to Mercedes Martinez. And um, Rosa hits her with a trash can, puts that trash can over Mercedes, drop kicks her. Uh, but then we get Mercedes. Up top, and she's got Thunder Rosa, and uh, she throws Thunder Rosa down to the mat. And by God, did it look like Thunder Rosa landed on her entire? Yeah, it looked not good. Luckily, they should slow motion it looked a lot better in slow motion. Um, but it looked a little stressful at first. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes then off the rope with an elbow that basically lands on the face of Thunder Rosa, which was also just like, Jesus Christ, Mercedes, you gotta pull it together. Um, then Thunder Rosa proves that she's just fine, hits Mercedes with a crucifix bomb, drives her into a pile of chairs to win, and then, I don't know if you want to take this away, but then, uh, Britt Baker and crew cut. Yeah. So Jamie and Rebel start beating up Thunder Rosa. They lay her out. Britt offers the pipe to Mercedes, who hesitates, and then Jamie Hater starts beating up Mercedes. So that's gonna And that was exactly what I wanted to see. Yeah, and we're probably gonna get Britt and Jamie versus Mercedes and Thunder Rosa soon, probably. Makes sense. Um yeah. also, something I forgot to mention before. Kenta tweeted earlier today during uh oh. during Dynamite. 
I made a face when you were talking about uh, what this relates to, and I was like, mm. ah, I should mention that, and then it hit me. So he tweeted, March 6th, I'm in Orlando. I can make someone go to sleep. Um, and March 6th in Orlando is revolution. And who else has the go to sleep that is wrestling in Orlando? Mr. CM Punk. And Kent has already called out CM Punk. But Drew Gulak responded to Kent's tweet and said, uh, I've been having trouble with late night sleep deprivation. Uh, Nick at night just doesn't do it for me anymore. Feel free to come lend a hand. <laughs> but God love Gulak. I'm hoping that Kent actually does appear at Evolution because that would be insane. I would love to see him back at him at AEW. Yeah, if Kent fucking walks out, I'm probably gonna scream. I love that my dude just crutches just got off crutches and was like, well, ready for a fight. Yeah. Respect it. All right. So then we get a promo with the house of black. Uh, I didn't write any of the dialogue down, but they, they tease a new member out walking behind uh, out Malachi black is somebody very blurry who has a beard, an orange beard. And we know a top free agent possibly heading to AW is Buddy Matthews, formerly known as Buddy Murphy, a former cruiserweight champion. Is he a former Raw Tag Team champion too? Did him and Seth have the titles at one point? Or was it... Almost pop. Was it Seth and Braun? Seth and Braun, but I'm almost positive Buddy and Seth did. Okay. Almost positive. But yeah, so that'd be very cool if they get Buddy Matthews in the in the faction. Uh, then we get a Jay White video package. He says, "Without me, there would be no AEW. So you're welcome. I am the catalyst. In two nights, I will show all of AEW to breathe with the switchblade because it's still my era." And then finally, the he's main... so annoying. Yeah. Sorry, go on. What were you saying? The main event: Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. And even Jr. said, "I don't know why he's coming out with two belts." <laughs> yeah, he fucking pointed. Out. Like you're right, Jr. Yeah, uh, he. Well, I don't know why the fuck he still has two belts. Like they're unified. We have one. They literally, and that was, I think Tony responded, like, he unified them. <laughs> like, kind of, kind of like saying, like, to his point, like, God only knows. Yeah. Um, also, can I just say that Jay White is, like, the perfect example, in my opinion, of a, a heel that I fucking hate, but I love to hate. Like, he's such a fun heel. Because he's just so obnoxious. Yeah, he's like MJF. Yeah, he's got, he's got MJF qualities for sure. Um, Alright, this match. Yeah. Uh, we start with just a lot of lockups. Uh, Darby goes for the monkey flip, but Sammy blocks, puts Darby up, kicks him upside the head. 
Um, after, yeah. Uh, we then see Sammy buckle bomb Darby, which Darby, of course, uh, pretends his body is made of, you know, fucking, I don't know, silicon and just jump, like, bumps off to ringside. There's a senton onto Darby as he hangs over the ropes and then a coffin splash onto the knee of Sammy. Sammy hits a Spanish fly to Darby, but Sammy is in way too much pain to cover. So instead, he ends up victim of a figure four, which rotates back and forth a couple times. Like, Sammy gets the figure four. Darby takes control. Sammy takes control, so on and so forth. Um, we then really have a TH, but it gets caught. Um, Sammy gets thrown into the Last Supper. We get a stunner to Sammy, but Sammy goes ringside and hits Darby ringside with a cutter. Then goes to Senton on to Darby, uh, who's laying on the apron. But Darby gets out of the way, and uh, Sammy goes ass first into the apron. And then we have two men, looking like they're dying. Um, basically, what ends up happening here is... Darby goes for the coffin drop. He's going up top. And then, as he's going up top, Jose comes out. Both Mark and I are like sitting there like, who the fuck is that guy? Because all you see is the back of Jose. Um, and from the back, it turns out, Jose is not the most possible person in the world. Um, in my opinion, he looks much smaller than he does up close. Um... Mr. Sting comes out to Stink. defend Darby. Mr. Stink, sorry, sorry. I uh, didn't try hard enough on that one. Mr. Stink comes out uh, to Darby, or to save Darby, I guess. Um, or to protect the sanctity of the match. I don't fucking know. Um, then Andrade comes while the ref is yelling at Sting and uh, Jose. Um, and while the ref isn't looking, Andrade comes out of nowhere, hits uh, Darby with what I assume was an iPad, I think. Um, yeah. Causing causing Darby to uh, look like he's passed out on the top of the buckle. And Sammy gets the GTH to retain. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think's winning that um, Face the Revolution match? Should be it should be Wardlow. Be good be good for Wardlow if uh to fit the story. Wardlow, I would definitely see it working out the best, I think. Who's, I'd like that. I wouldn't mind that at all. Who's qualified right now? Keith Lee and Wardlow, is that it? Yes, I believe so. Hobbs is almost definitely beating Dante. I hope, but I can also see them being like, no, actually, Dante pulls a crazy-ass win out of his ass. I want it to be all beefy men. <laughs> just all beef. We all want to just be meaty men slapping meat. See, who won last year? Or who who was in it? How many people were in it last year? That's what I'm asking. Face uh, of the year. Because we got Ethan Page, we got Scorpio Sky. Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, um... Cody, Penta, let's see, um, 
one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six people last year. It was Scorpio, Cody, Ethan, Lance, Max Caster, and Penta. So, I guess we gotta wait for uh, four more people. Hobbs, hopefully Hobbs wins. Hoping Brian Cage debuts there. Or not debuts, but returns in that ladder match. Um, give me some more beefy men. Like, two more beefy men. Who could be in that? Uh, Miro. What other beefy men? Miro. Miro should be for that. That'd be great. Yeah. One more. Uh, especially because I hate people falling victim to the... Um, creative has nothing for them. Yeah. Shit. Um, there's Lance, but I don't think he'll be in it. I think the odds are low. Brody? Lance wouldn't make sense. Brody wouldn't really make sense. I feel like he can be... They're going to be doing the tag. Yeah, maybe Butcher. Butcher doing anything? Isn't Butcher? Oh, I'm thinking of Blake. No, wait. Butcher isn't Butcher injured? Is he? I thought he like fucked up his arm and then his baby broke up and I was like, oh no, I hope it wasn't because he fucked up. Oh, maybe. Let's see. Um who who's beefy on the roster? Uh Brian Cage already said Brody King. Maybe. Huh? <laughs> filter by beef. Yeah. Wonder if we could do that. Um Jake Hager's not uh wouldn't want to see him in that. Um Lance wouldn't be in it. Luchasaurus will not be in it. Um Miro. Maybe Nick Camarado. That's that's some beef. Or Preston Vance. Preston Vance might make sense, especially if he's beating up security. Yeah. It's pretty much it. It's pretty much all the beef, unless they debut somebody besides, like, somebody new. Like, uh... That would be weird, though, because they have Keith Lee, who debuted qualifying... They might have Brian Cage return there. Um, it'll be weird if they debuted someone new. Yeah, I think that overshadow Keith Lee being there. I think. Um, who'd I say? Nick Camarado. Yeah. Might work. Might or personally, I think Butcher would work the best if he's not injured. Um, or 10, like 10 in there. All right, you want to talk about the best of the I night? Yeah, sure. So let's um, talk about should... promo of the night. So, uh, promo of the night. 
There are two really good ones. There's Punk's, and then there's Danielson and Moxley's. Personally, for the sake of um, story and, and moving forward, like story advancement, I'm going to say Punk. Dog collar match? Sick as fuck. I'm going to say Brian Danielson and John, honestly. Really? Nothing happened in that, though. Yeah. Nothing moved forward. Yeah, it did. As Mox said, if you want to believe me. And that pushes forward. Well, you're, you, you like kind of skipped around a little there with what you said. Your uh, connection said is that off. Your connection is off. What? <laughs> your connection is a little off. Uh, it's funny, as you were saying that you're you're you started to go out a little bit. I am watching the um, I'm watching the video thing, like the little bar at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it go up and down in green to red, just panicking. What bar? There's like if you look at um. Not the side panel with all the icons, but the panel that like shows like all your DMs. Yeah. Where it says video connected right at the bottom. Oh yeah. Mine is on the fritz. Oh. Mine's fine. Well yeah, but you're hardwired into the fucking internet. Hmm. Oh. I'm fucking got a fucking connection. We're already this far in. Might as well just keep going. Okay. So what's five? And and Miriam, thank you for reminding me. If you have a question for a question segment, leave it in the chat right now, and we'll get to it uh, after the best of the night. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, and we'll get to it the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at the live show twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to ask us questions. Um. So you really want to go with Danielson and Moxley? Why not? Why not MJF and uh, Punk? I think if MJF had said anything, it would have been about, but he didn't. And I think that was the the tiniest little meh. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, you you MJF wanted MJF to say something? Yeah. I, I think it's best that he didn't because it means Punk actually won a promo for once. Mm. He, he shut MJF the fuck up. I think that Danielson's at the end of the Moxley Danielson promo was enough story progression for me. Honestly. Okay. Sure. Whatever. You don't have to agree with me. Well, I know oh. you're not going to agree with me, no matter what. So? It's against your nature. <laughs> when was the last time you've ever conceded to something I picked? I'd like you to go back in time to every single one we do, every single episode, every single time where you're like, here's what I've chosen for match of the night, or here's what I've chosen for wrestler of the night and i'm like yeah 
Okay, but there's there, a difference between that and you having a different opinion and then going with me. There's agreeing with me and then there's conceding. No, I think the last time, there was one time recently. I didn't agree with you, but I also, I think it was the Cody-Sammy um, match. I think it was when you had a headache, a really bad headache, and you just didn't want to argue at all. No. No, I haven't had a really bad headache on this podcast in a while. Uh, thank God for that. I don't know. You, you've definitely had one recently. I mean, I've had headaches recently, yes. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> um, oh god, I lost my notes. All right, whatever. I'll go. I'll go with Moxley and Danielson. All right, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. Um, so I'll give you three names. Um. God, I don't know. I don't know. Give you Brian Danielson, Lee Moriarty, and Thunder Rosa. Ooh, that's hard. Part of me wants to say Thunder Rosa, but part of me is on Danielson's side of things. And then part of me's on Lee Moriarty's side. I don't know. This is a, this is a hard one. Who are you partial to? Danielson. You think so? Yeah. That that move that he did um, against Moriarty. I forget the name of it, but like he he lays on his back and he holds up Lee Moriarty. And like that. Oh, the bone archer submission. What? The bone archer submission. Yeah, and then he pulls him back into a, a headlock or choke. That did not have a fucking name. Yeah. That was just a dragon slayer with some weird leg shit. And every, even Excalibur seemed like he was like, I don't know what the fuck to say here. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I like that move a lot. I mean, I. Spent about half the time I was talking about the match talking about it, so I guess I really like that move. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you want to go with Danielson? Yeah, sure. Okay. Alright, so finally match of the night. As always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night, and we'll talk about which one is the best match of the night. So, starting off, worst match of the night with a 4 out of 10... Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Santana and Ortiz. Jake Hager is just not very good. I don't know. Santana and Ortiz are great, but this match just like... It didn't wow me in any way. Santana and Ortiz, I really hope stick to not be in a full. Um, just because they they look so good alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think since Jericho attacked Eddie, I think Inner Circle's done for good. So, then uh, next up, four out of ten, Wardlow versus Max Caster. It was a fine match, pretty short, but uh, yeah, 
a lot better than Wardlow's other matches, which are all just squashes. Uh, next up, 5 out of 10. You know, I'm going to bump this up to a 6. Um, Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. It was it felt very quick. It felt like a like a quick match. I don't know if it was just me, or if it was actually quick. Um, I'll have to check back cage match, see what the, the time was on it, but still very fun. Um, those ladies put each other through through hell. Uh, next up, six out of ten. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. It was fun. Uh, nothing too exciting in it, though. The ending was also a bit lame, having Andrade come in and, you know, screw up the match. And uh, finally, my pick for match of the night. The 7 out of 10, Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. It was so much fun. So much fun. I didn't expect you to pick this one. I agree with you. You expect me to pick Darby and Sammy? Yeah, kind of, honestly. I mean, uh, the finish did it for me. It probably would have been around the same had it been a clean finish. But the the dirty finish was was lame. Uh, I I guess I also probably should have seen that coming. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that that was a sick match. Um, and I probably have to watch it now because I really missed more than enough of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good match to rewatch. I guess the only thing it missed was a cattle mutilation. Love that move. I was expecting that. Yeah. Such a good move. Alright, so those are our matches or our best of the night to run it back. Promo of the night, Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Um Wrestler of the Night, Brian Danielson. Match of the night, Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. Who also came out in a MF Doom tribute mask. Very cool. All right, you want to answer yeah. some questions? I'll answer questions. All right, so we've got um, we've got a few. We've got one on Twitter, one on YouTube, and one in the chat. Where do you want to start? We don't start with Twitter very often, if right. ever. So Milo asked on Twitter, um, "Who do you think has?" Best integrated coming from somewhere else to WW to AEW. Uh, I'm biased because I just thought about it listening to Mox, but damn, for somebody that was WWE for so long, he's integrated so well. Yeah, I say Danielson. Danielson's really uh, grown to AEW. Um, Danielson definitely. I think I think if we're going with like people that like, I, I I so one for me. 
Hmm? I said Oxley. Okay. Um, if this was a week ago, I would say Cody Rhodes. I think, um, like, I know with Moxley, definitely, and with Daniel, so I, I feel like I can't imagine them having been anywhere else at this point. Yeah. Um, Jericho. That's coming from somebody who did that. Yeah. Jericho, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I... The one thing that, if nothing else, that AEW is really good at, it's taking people and making them feel like this has always been their home. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, even with Cole at this point, I NXT Cole feels like a different person. I don't know him. Yeah. Um, is there anyone in the women's roster that has integrated well? Um... Ty Conti, even though she wasn't in WWE for very long. Is there anyone in the women's roster that I'm think- Ruby not Soho. thinking of? But... Yeah, I guess. Um, Mercedes? I was about to say Mercedes, because Mercedes like has got like, associate her more with Impact and uh, literally anything else. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, I'd probably say Jericho. I would probably say Moxley. And maybe it's because Moxley, like, has also undergone a physical transformation yeah. over time. But I-, I would say Moxley. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Miriam asked in the chat, do you see this Danielson faction coming to fruition, either with the names he's already called out or with others, or do you think this is just a way for Mox versus Danielson match? I think both. Both are going to happen. They're going to bleed together and then form a team. Um, and um, a, a free agent tag team just debuted on Dark. It's like Violence is Forever or something. Um, would be perfect. They're from MLW. Um, they would be perfect for a Mox Danielson feud. It's um, who is in this team? Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo. They'd be perfect. Um, you know I'm not sure I see this still coming. You got to repeat all that. Uh, pain. Um, I said that I, I think, I don't know if I see the stable coming to fruition, but I definitely uh, um, think that this is an easy way to a Mocker Danielson fight. And it's going to be a sick fight. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's two older men that just do not give a fuck about their well-being. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then finally, we've got a question on YouTube. Uh, even though you mentioned Warrior Wrestling wasn't up to par uh, as it regards production 
sorry, as it regards to production values or production quality, what do you think the major companies, AEW and WWE, could learn from these smaller promotions? Less talking. Much, much less talking. Just fucking wrestle. I don't think I agree with that. That's my personal feeling. So you want less promos? Tell the story in the ring. Alright, alright. We don't need 50, like, interviews that are pointless and just say the same thing every week. AEW's better at it than WWE. I think... uh... I think this will sound weird, but I think caring less. Caring less? Um, and what I mean by that is just not being so uptight about heel versus face and face versus heel and not having heel versus heel or face versus face. Um, and I think one thing I really like about indie shows is that because you can have heel versus heel and face versus face, there's so many more opportunities for like who the fuck is going to challenge next for this belt. Like it literally could be anyone mm-hmm. as opposed to us being like, okay, well who are the heels? Okay. So it might be this person or this person's busy. So it must be this person, you know? I mean, indie shows still do the, the face versus heel because warrior wrestling had Athena and Thunder Rosa face versus heel Max Caster or uh, acclaimed versus Brian cage. And, Casey Navarro was face for his heel. Right. But a lot of matches, one, ended in handshakes, and two, at the end of... I mean, maybe this was just circumstance, but at the end of Thunder Rosa and uh, Athena, it was chill vibes. Um, and Sam Adonis shook hands. Even though Lindsay was technically the heel, and Sam Adonis technically wasn't. Yeah. Um, I just think that, like... Those it, it, I'm talking more about the rigid lines mm-hmm. that a lot of promotions, bigger promotions, put on their like belts and stuff. Yeah, um, Impact's a little better about it, but I mean, we literally just watched a match today, Sammy versus Darby. That was face versus face. Yeah. Um. But even that turned into heel versus face at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just feel a lot like watching indie promotions is always like, all right, we've done the work for the week, and now let's sit back and have some fun. Like that's how I always feel every time we get to watch like an indie show. Yeah. Um. It's always just like such a. Who knows what's going to happen? Who cares what's going to happen? It's just going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, maybe that's because there is less promos and shit like that. A lot of, yeah. a lot of wrestling. Yeah. And uh, a lot of it's just giving wrestlers time to wrestle. I, I was also going to say, like, it feels a lot more like... it's It's also more fun to watch people do shit because like like indie promotions are fun to watch i think because it's just for the love of wrestling yeah 
Like, Warrior Wrestling is not making millions of dollars. There's no way in hell. Yeah. I think there's just more passion to it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And there's still the, um, the spectacle of a big name showing up. I was surprised that Will Ospreay had the Warrior title. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. He walked into Wrestle Kingdom with it. Yes, he did. Yeah. I guess I was not paying that much attention to Will Ospreay's waist. <laughs> oh, man. I feel goofy now. He, um, he walked into really Wrestle cool Kingdom. Really cool belt, by the way. He walked in with, like, four belts. Well, I remember us... You know, I should have known, actually, because I remember us sitting there being like, what, what are all these fucking belts? Yeah. But really cool belts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, 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 uh, due to my poor memory, I totally know that Will Ospreay was a. Uh oh. We lost her. I think her her internet finally uh, had a heart attack. Finally gave up. Uh-oh. Now we just wait for her to come back. There we go. She's gone, and she's coming back now. Oh. Hello? <laughs> I couldn't hold out to the end. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the questions we got. You want to close out the show? Yeah, sure. Uh, if you join us tonight, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, please join us on tomorrow. I can't, I don't know what fucking day it is. I haven't known what day it was since like Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, please join us tomorrow, Thursday. Um, for Impact, where we talk about how they fucked up having Josh Alexander, I guess, and how they're gonna be getting Cody Rhodes tomorrow. <laughs> do you think that there's gonna be any mention of them being like oh fuck maybe yeah I think they will I wonder if like we're just <laughs> we come from the fucking opening credits and it's just Scott Demore sitting in the ring like <laughs> maybe um well, I'm pretty sure Eddie Edwards is going to have some words for Scott if they don't figure it out. So, yeah. um, with that said, please join us. It's going to be fun, heartbreaking. I don't really know. Um, and then we're also going to have our predictions for No Surrender. So that's going to be a jolly good time. Yes. Yes, we will. Uh, our YouTube, Twitter, uh, in twitch and spotify are all the pinfall podcast join us on all those platforms keep up with us and show us some support we appreciate you all watching uh follow and subscribe i'm at the mark cameron on twitter this is at eliza elaine 23 and we'll see you all tomorrow for impact no surrender have a great night everybody no what just for impact oh for impact <laughs> and then saturday is no surrender <laughs> Ooh. Well, You're going a little too fast. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you tomorrow.